Without much further ado, I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. What is this? A center for ants? What? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Derek, it's just a I don't want to hear your excuses! The center has to be at least... three times bigger than this! He's absolutely right. Thank you. I have a vision. And so do I. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm FN Grasshopper and as ever I'm joined by my talented co-host Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi Dan. Hi Danny, how are you? Good mate, it's warming up here, getting very very warm. Um, <laughs> approaching 32 degrees in Essex on Friday, so yeah, what about you? you it's right? hot, hot here, I don't know the temperature, it's just shorts and t-shirt weather, maybe tops off weather. Right. Well, you were that in Scotland, weren't you? So yeah. hard, to, hard to gauge with you how warm well, it is. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is a very short introduction from me with this podcast. See, um, we're going to do a drink opening, uh, and then I'm going to hand over to you. And this is it's a fully Dan Gear pod. But <laughs> I do think we've got a, hopefully a discussion, an FM discussion planned, which is good. Something around foundations. So I don't know if you just want to expand quickly, Dan, on a on a quick one liner of this podcast. Um, basically, the idea came from um, a couple of weeks ago. I put out a tweet asking for people to suggest some YouTube FM saves for me to watch. And um, one of the things I noticed a common theme, which I think differentiates between maybe bloggers and forum writers and stuff, that I felt like not many people implemented a style or a foundation on their careers. Then, um, I just thought it was a good topic discussion about how maybe we do it um, beyond the topics of just like, oh, um, oh yeah, I upgrade all the facilities at the club. Not like that, but like, like you had your thing with FIBA and all that. Yeah. And just like a lot of, a lot of them were just like, oh, I'm taking over this team. Uh, I'm going to play this tactic and go. There it So I just thought we could just spend a half hour, hour talking about what yeah. we do. Well, let's hope that doesn't scare anybody off. Um, I'm going to need a drink. I'm guessing you have. Um, Controversially, I'm celebrating Australia's World Cup qualification. Obviously, (laughs) they beat Peru on penalties last night. Uh, I've gone for Foster's. Doesn't get it gets a lot of hate on Twitter if if you mention that you drink Foster's. But on a warm day, Foster's with a lemonade top is lovely. So I'm going to do double sparkage today. What about (laughs) you, Dan? (laughs) I've got a Herefordshire Henry Western cider. Uh, called Old Rosie. Wow. Summer's, summer's here now, isn't it? It's a 6.8%. So. Oh, yeah. Christ. Okay. Right, we'll be going on the podcast soon, won't we? Before <laughs> that kicks in. Uh, spark up when you're ready, then. Okay. <sighs> Lovely. That put some hairs on your chest, didn't it? I bet it would, yeah. <laughs> Christ, 6.8. I don't really go for anything like that. <laughs> oh dear. Right, this is my second spark. That's the, that's the Sprite I'm drinking. 
Um, got some awful head though here. Right, okay. I'll let that settle down before we, we start drinking. So, Dan, over to you, I guess, to, to pretty chair the discussion. Well, yeah, so like I said, I'm basically watching these saves, and I, I felt like a lot of them lacked like, identity. So, I mean, like, um, even some of them, like, we all know the standard one of the moments everybody does gig and press. But they were, like, coming in to, say, lower league teams and just sticking a game compress tactic on and just hoping for the best. Whereas I think like, I would approach it differently and a game compress would be my end game because whilst they can game compress and the standard they're playing at, you'll be able to do it. There was no, like, um, you would look into players, I feel, and be like, right, he's, he's physical, he got the right attributes to play that style, but you would adapt the tactic a little bit. So maybe put the front three that bit further up so they wouldn't have to press as much and i i just felt like you there was no identity at all you got your fever thing you did whereas you had like um certain attributes you felt would fit that style of play a uh, defensive and um how that worked for you i just felt like it was all a bit like well yeah i take it to the club oh i'll ask them to upgrade the youth facilities i'll ask them to upgrade the training facilities but there was no personality to their style of play. And I mean, I, I've, I've been reading some blogs and some forums and posting. There's a there's a couple of ones I read where it's like someone's thinking of a new job. And he's like, right, my manager style is we play deep, we counter. So which players fit my style? Could a manager wouldn't take over a new club and just change his whole style, which got him the job. And they maybe not play the best players, but they play the best players to suit the style. Yeah. And I think like that's why I said about building foundations. I I just wanted to talk to you about how you went about your FIBA way, how I go I go about it, and just what makes you choose a particular style. And is there another thing that you do that you think helps you build the foundations to that? Is it getting the right coaching staff? They all got the same um, favorite style. Um, do you do certain things to players, and how do you develop them? And how do you add that manager personality? Almost, how did you make Bastardo that style when you were doing Fever? Yeah. So I met, you mentioned like this kind of pod, like this kind of discussion coming up, and I've had a, I've had a draft post now for a while on on the on the like a a reformed Fibra because obviously mm-hmm. when I last did it in like. What was it? 2016, probably. Mm. It was very basic because it is literally just to summarise that for listeners, if they don't know, it's nothing revolutionary. That's what I should say. I think some some probably people have always been doing this in the back of their mind and never just penned it down into words, which I did. But it's just a recruitment strategy, and it's just favouring a particular set of attributes that kind of correlate with one another. In this case, mental attributes, and then just making sure that you bleed your team with that type of player over yeah. time but you also play um a style of football that complements those players mm-hmm. and i think you do see that across across the board really with 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 some people's saves i'll say okay this is what we're going to do this is our dna dna gets branded yeah. quite about a lot but then you're right what you said at the intro it just falls into an, a four two three one gig and press yeah and i think with fibra what i wanted to do was was basically have my tactics so 
you know, the players I've got aren't technically wonderful. We're not going to be able to keep possession for long periods. We're not going to work into the ball. We're not going to have like advanced playmakers and, 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 and roles that don't track back and work hard. It's all going to be kind of the counter football, you know, athletic players that could, could run into space, the ones that are going to tackle hard, um, that you can perhaps more, more play a low block because they've got that kind of mental discipline to, to, to carry it out. Mm. Um, so my, that was basically FIBRA and it was literally just player shortlists. Now the draft post I've got, and I probably will come to over the summer now that I don't really have a save game yeah. to play. I'll probably revisit that post. But what I wanted to do was kind of question it now that it's been a few years down the line and think, okay, is it does it actually correlate with, with some of the in-game statistics that you get, such as the duels, uh, perhaps the distance covered, um, the tackle rates, uh, header rates, and just those kind of engagements to see, okay, is it actually... Are, are the attributes bringing out the, the, what I want from a from a from a system? So that's what I'm planning to do anyway. Um, one to answer: Does it does it actually do mental attributes correlate and work? Uh, and you know, just bring it into the into the uh, FM psyche again in 2022. In terms of what I do, obviously, it's it's very simple, really. You just kind of play a search on those attributes, and you've got to accept that you're going to miss out on players. And I think maybe that's why some FMers go into this DNA mindset and think, okay, this is our style, this is my plan. But you actually have to be a bit disciplined because you have to miss out on players. And you might have done something similar, Dan, in your saves. Yeah. If, if you say, I want this player or this type of player, it means you can't go out and get an 18-year-old that you know, doesn't have any fighting in whatever. And it just it just got acceleration pace. You're kind of blinded by the technical attributes, maybe as well. Well, that's why he found one. And one of the things I was watching, he said he wanted to play game press. He t- he started off well. He was talking about how he was going to use determination, work rate, uh, stamina, because that would mean they would be um, able to continue pressing, pressing, pressing. And then this striker came up, rated four star accountability, five star potential, terrible determination, terrible um, work rate, terrible stamina. Oh, but he's better than all the players I got and bought him. Yeah. Which went totally against the style that he has spent 20, 30 minutes talking about he was going to implement. And whilst you can train attributes, this player was like 26, 27, it would probably gone past that point where you can train those one enough to make it impact your style long term. He... I could have understood it if he said, right, well, I want him in my team, so I'm going to adapt my style so he can play in the team too, and the rest will work for him and stuff. But that didn't happen. And then he just played him. And it was just like, it was almost like, yeah, he tried to implement an identity, but because a player came out that was really good, he threw it all out of the window. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating to see. I think I think ultimately, maybe it's, it's it favours those kind of forum posts or, or the writers that have blogs because... We don't actually have a finite time of playing to save. It, it, it will just go on until we feel feel it's a natural conclusion. So, for instance, if you walk in and say, "Okay, I'm going to do Fibra," and you walk into a club, and really only your core four or five its central players have Fibra, like strong mental attributes, you're not going to ask the whole team to be super pressing, or you might just actually focus on on having a core that's kind of Fibra orientated, and then have your wider players. As your kind of tricky guys or fast mm. guys, because ultimately 
the reason why they're wingers generally in real life is because they're not really up for the fight. They're, you know, they're the Theo Walcott's of the world kind of thing. Um, so you can kind of like, from from season one, that DNA doesn't have to be really strong. And over time, you can you can add to it or, or yeah. shape it in the way you want it. And I think sometimes when I've seen saves like this that kind of fall into that trap of of maybe getting the Wonder Kids. Yeah. Your DNA basically is like jam, but it spreads so thinly that it doesn't taste of anything by the end of it. It's just very watery jam uh, on bread. And I think you've got to be disciplined is, is what I'm trying to say there. You've got, okay, okay, this is this is the plan. We'll stick to it. Um, yeah. But I can remember having a conversation with um, FM Stack about pressures. And because um, obviously in the game, you can, there's no um, stat that tells you how much they pressure per game. No. So I came up with an uh, um, equation where I only used for my my wingers and my striker, which was distance covered divided by the amount of minutes they played. And I tried to work out the higher figure would mean that they're pushing more, so potentially they're pressing more. And I used that to build a front three of players that were put based on statistics that they were pressure a lot. Now, so, two of the three, I saw that replicated it when I brought them into the uh, match engine. So, obviously, that was the style I wanted to implement. I used stats to work out which players would suit that, and then um, tried to implement that. And only two out, two out of three worked on it. One was just wasn't, wasn't suited to it at all. But um, it was a style that I was thinking about, and I went about trying to identify a way to bring that style across and when I when I left Flora and I went to uh, to JK at Flora we were um, a high pressing team where I've been there 6-7 years I naturally progressed over the 6-7 years to get to that but I couldn't really pick my tactic up and whack it straight in to because they weren't it's fit enough they, and I noticed yeah, that in the first they're time. different players aren't they yeah so what I did whilst the actual four one four one stays the same I adjusted it down almost like three levels and then where I was before was my hanging so rather than doing certain things like pressing as much and leaving ourselves open because we didn't have the physical ability to get back and cover we didn't have quick defenders who could cover um, gaps if need be we dropped the, the um, line of engagement a bit. We changed the wing backs into four backs. You know, there was certain adjustments, but the end game was still get there. And as I brought these players in, as I trained the players up, we're slowly working our way back up again. So whilst the identity of the team and the style of play they wanted to play never changed, there it was just took a step back or two to then move forward. And I mean, like I. This is one thing I, I don't... It's, I, it feels like I'm having a go at YouTube, but it's only because I've only watched a few recently. <laughs> but if I, so I can imagine there's some bloggers doing it as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not pointing out. But what I'm saying is I... Um, there's some, right? It's like I watch some lower league and I've read some lower league blogs and they're like, look at my tactic. And their tactic is something you would expect Liverpool to play with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I'm, I'm guessing, just on the pace, it's probably what we said earlier, 4-2-3-1 gig and press, all yeah. team possession instructions. But whilst their lower league team can play that, they probably can't play it as well, and there are probably better ways to do it to make it um, adapted so they can play it that way. But they're still asking players with shit stamina, shit 
um, fit, like natural fitness and all that to play what they're asking an elite team to play. Yeah, there seems it's almost like a plug and play playlist tackle thing there, and there's no consideration for the massive drop off in attributes of players. Mm. Maybe maybe that is a limitation of foot manager itself, though the fact that the tactics maybe still are so op enough that they still get results from it. But you're right. I think if I was in the lower league, you'd keep it simple. You would just kind of focus on the few areas where those players are strongest in and yeah. try to build it in into your tactic and then you know just you just have that and you build slowly over time you get better players and you mm. can think okay we're going to do this now or we can now start maybe playing a bit more direct because we've got a bit more pace yeah you could get that one target forward up there that's always going to get knockdowns and you might want to put something someone alongside him that's going to be more tricky to, mm. to to get on the ball as well so yeah yeah um, it's interesting what you say about the distance covered yeah um, we've yeah, just kind of sink into your your pressing i know there is there is PPDA, isn't there, which is kind of like passes per defensive yeah. uh, action. And that's not in the game, but I know some people have tried to convert that into an Excel spreadsheet and worked yeah. it out. Yours is kind of very basic, but I actually think there's really merit in doing things simplicity sometimes. Yeah, well, I just um, I only used it for the the, front, the, the left midfield and right midfield and striker because obviously the defenders and midfielders probably cover more distance over the game, so it's a bit harder to um, yeah. use that as a true reflection. But because of how high those three are out of the pitch, you would think that they wouldn't have as much distance. So if a higher distance per minute, you would think then that maybe they're pressing more. Yeah. And like I said, for two out of three, it worked well. One, it's like dog shit. You know, it just didn't work. <laughs> but so, I mean, obviously that's the thing where I haven't actually got a stat for it. I just mean something up. I, I used something and I wanted to use that to work on bringing players in that was implement the identity that I wanted to bring on the team yeah and um, so I, I won't keep harking on about Fibra but I'll see part of my post I think what I, what I need to find it I'll, I'll get that attribute score which is kind of a an agglomeration of all those attributes that I think like aggression bravery determination work rate teamwork yeah. put them together and then I probably will look at I will focus in on distance covered per 90 and say okay are the mm. players that have a high Fibra score making the distance out and I think if I do that, if I run, if I run a sim on a on a season to see the statistics, mm. it's all. There's so many variables because it's up to down to the player, the yeah. AI's tactic as well. Yeah. But at least at least I could play FM as well and see my own tactic. Mm. Is it working? That's um, it. Yeah. But it's like you you said about um, Fibro and your attribute scores and that. But if you were to a lower league, you still start trying to implement it. You would just adjust the um, parameters of the how much of a score you want them to have. Yeah, I would definitely adjust, so, and then and, you, and also by the age as well, because yeah, older players are going to have a higher aggregate score. So for your younger players, you're not going to be, you know, you're gonna you're gonna tone down the the level you're expecting them to be at. Yeah, and I mean, like, I just feel like some of the things I've been watching and reading, I just felt like it wasn't. I mean, obviously, everyone plays different, and I'm not saying my way or your our way is the best way to do it. I was just saying about. I was surprised at how many of them didn't. You know, there was like, I think, I, what, I can't remember what it was, 16 or 17 different things I watched. And it was just, right, I'm taking over this team. Um, yeah, so he's a good left winger, so we need a left winger. He's he's really good. Oh, his best position is shadow striker. I stick him in shadow striker. There was no, like, well, actually, I'm taking over the team. The style I want to implement is Simeone's style. Yeah. So, so what do we need to fit that style? 
what yeah. um what can I look for at this level? Oh, actually, even though he's a two star left back and the other one's a four star, his attributes actually suit the style I want to play more at a two star. So I play him, and it was um it was almost like oh I just chuckled best players in their favorite positions and go with it. Yeah, and see, I, I you, for me straight away I was like oh, I can watch this. You know, there's yeah, no it's just like press space button, press space button, <laughs> wait till the stage finish. You know, like there was yeah. no. Whereas the ones that I did end up watching a bit more was um, a lot more in depth. You know, they, they did they create some. There was like um, one guy, Ringo, he, he wanted to do the whole Red Bull thing. So he went up to the um, like feeder team and he's like, right, Red, Red Bull as a club play this style. So this is the style I'm going to implement. Hmm. This is the style that Salzburg play. This is the style Leipzig play. So that's the style I'm going to implement because that's the way it is in the club. And I'm going to work to build the team into that style. But that's exactly it though, isn't it? And, and if you look at real life, mm. clubs and also the managers have that kind of style. Like if mm. you look at, let's say, Gasparini at Atalanta, he's got those wing, he's got those um, centre-backs that are kind of, were also midfielders yeah. and they can put a cross in. Or you look at Guardiola's style and you know he, he decided that he'd have, he'd have midfielders playing as full-backs cutting yeah. inside. Or you've got like the kind of like, Sean Dyches at Burnley that are kind of a bit more direct and a, it's a bit more regimented in, in terms mm. of the, the positioning. So they've all got styles, and I think I think as FMers we should also have that style. It, yeah. You can create your own, or you can just not even have a persona per se. Mm. You could just have like, okay, we are gonna we're gonna play out the back, so we want our defenders t- to be recruited that are a bit more technical or a bit more vision in their passing, um, and do it that way. Um, or you can do like Gordon Taylor, like you can go, you can go old school and kind of like pass into space, and you want, you want those those wingers to be good off the ball and mm. be able to get in behind kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think, I think people perhaps need to think about what what, what they want and also, maybe yeah, almost like we kind of got it now with club vision of your five year plan, but maybe the five year plan also needs to say okay your own internal five-year plan as a player. So like, what is going to be, yeah. how are we going to build this tactic and how are we going to evolve to get to where we want to go? Mm. Very unlikely you manage a side that is already at that level of what you want to do. Although saying that FM YouTube does normally tend to be the likes of Bayern and PSG yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like the follow on from that, I was going to say, so you've taken over a club and there you think let's just say because it's a common one you want to implement a gig and press style yeah you get to the club they're full of old men that can't run they're full of young players that um can run but they're not technical so um how what would you do would you like you, you haven't got the money to spend but your manager style is gig and press so how what would you do well, you would be Gergenpress light, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be you wouldn't be full on Gergenpress from day one. Mm-hmm. You would you'd obviously try to you'd probably look at the uh, the coaching staff as well. You'd, you'd probably want to get people in that kind of coach those are strong in those kind of areas. So you'd probably want fitness coaches and stuff like that. Yeah, and your training as well. You'd well, you'd probably want to align your training so it's, so it's all in sync. So the ships all heading in the same direction. Yeah. Um. Obviously, but you've got if you if you said you there you've got no money. Yeah, so you've got to use the players in the club that you've got to make them. Unfortunately, you've got to use them as the best you feel. So a full-on gegenpress, okay, it might be OP and you might get away with it. 
but ultimately i don't i don't think that's the way i would play i would probably be a i would be probably for one or two years a very version a light version of a, of a gig and press but also you can still be hammering it in the background in terms of your training and your backroom staff yeah. and even your younger team as well because you'd, you'd hope by the point after two years they can start fleshing in and it's, it's like what i said earlier like start to bleed in players then that start to to mold into that kind of gag and press style and it, it doesn't have to be external it can be internal being being promoted up can't it yeah well i actually think it could add a bit of life to receive as well rather than it being right think gig and press day one like you said gig and press light season one then in the middle of season two you're adding a few more years to the same because you're gradually building to an end game of the style yeah. of play and depending yeah. on what standard you're at, that could be years to get to that point. But it's like, um, I was thinking, like, if I got to the club, first of all, I want to look through the squad. I wouldn't worry too much about ability. You want fit players. Who's the fittest players? Who, if you're going to do it, even if you're going to do a gig and press light, you're still going to want them to press. Yeah. So you're going to look through the squad. You're not going to worry too much about, if, if can he pass the ball? Can, you know, can he, um, what's he like, like keeping the ball technicals and all that? You might worry, like, like, can you chase the ball down? Can you win the ball back? Can we get the ball back higher at the pitch? Yeah. And you would, even if you, some people will, they just go full gig and press. If they want to do that, but, but then look for the players that suit that. Play play a centre midfielder on the right wing if he's got the attributes to press all game. If he doesn't, he might not fit the role. That was another thing I noticed on the thing. There, there, there's still so many people stuck up about, oh, he's not a green circle there, so I can't play him there. Well, yeah. no, if his attributes fit there, play him there. If he, um, I think, yeah, I think you see this a lot as well. If someone says, oh, I'm going to do gear compress, but they don't actually cover, their positions aren't covering the whole of the pitch. So yeah. if they're maybe because of those green circles, you're thinking, okay, we're going to have a flat three in the middle. Yeah. Um, and it's a narrow formation, whatever. I love them. you're asking your wing back circles. to do all that. All that effort on you. I think that's why you should get rid of the circles for all suitability and all that. Yeah. Because like it, it's influencing people too much. Yeah. I mean, like I got, I got a guy in my team that should not be playing. Um, well, he's playing left back, but according to his, um, sorry, right back, playing right back. According to his, um, his role suitability, he shouldn't be playing there. But yeah. he, he's got, um. All the physical attributes to play there. Right, his crossing's not great, but I don't want him to cross. I want him to get up and down the line on game. Yeah. He's got high stamina, high work rate, high determination. He's got high pace, high um, acceleration. All I want him to do is run up and down the pitch all day. I don't, I'm not worried about him crossing the ball because we're building to that point where we, we're becoming the second strongest team in the league. We got, we're getting a lot of the ball at the top. We're getting a lot of possession anyway out there. So I don't need him to cross the ball in. I just need him to have the pace to get back if we need to get beaten on the counter. And um, it, according to the game, he cannot play right back. He's like not even a um, one goal star, like half a silver star. Yeah, or well you get you get the classic Nugents that sometimes come through. I think I had one in my in my club a few years ago where natural at right wing, natural at right back can't play can't play wing back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how does that work <laughs> um, yeah we should be agnostic shouldn't we in terms of those yeah. positions but I mean like and then from that point you start evolving you build your like say first tactic you're implementing a bit of game compressing 
you're bringing in coaches that play that style and then they're teaching that style fitness coaches like you say probably sports like in this and physio because you'll probably get more injuries due to the yeah. higher um, impact of the style well also as well just on that if you're doing if you are playing that kind of style and you're very entrenched into thinking I'm going to play it you, you do the fitness and stuff get that fleshed out as the coaching stuff but also you're going to accept that your players from game to game are going to be in lower condition so you're going to you're going to start wondering, for want of a better word, attributes that aren't really, they're well known, but like stuff like natural fitness becomes mm. your most important attribute. Yeah. But I bet you, if you ask someone that has got this gig and press style in their head and they're doing a series on it, and you said to them, how many of yours are above 15 natural fitness? They probably wouldn't know without yeah. checking. But that's actually fundamentally one of the most important attributes you're going to need. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's just... I wonder if this if this sort of stuff was implemented more uh, by um, people trying to implement their um, tactics, then they um, might find better results off it long term as well. If you're yeah. building into that style, it'd be better. So obviously, you mentioned about staff. Mm. Like one of the things you could you could focus on the attributes of the staff, but you could also look at their tactical style, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think um, that's pretty underrated as well. Yeah, I mean, like even going all the way up to director of football, head of youth development, and stuff like that, it all across the board. Um, yeah. You might you might look at lower attribute coaches, but they fit your style. And I mean, like, that that is one thing I notice. It's just like it's about getting the the best of the best, but it's not necessarily what suits. Like I said about that player earlier, you was five star um, potential, four star ability. But he did not suit the style that he was trying to invent at all. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, you probably the thing is you probably still scored twenty goals or whatever, and then he still looked like a good signer. But if he isn't, when you're watching the game, he's probably not doing what he wanted him to do for the style of play. Yeah. And where you could probably find a lesser striker, whose attributes do suit the style, who might still get the twenty goals, probably would have been about caught with the price as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It was in, very interesting, in a sense. Like, I mean, I was watching them. As soon as, like, that, and they didn't do that, it, it, I lost all interest in it. Because I was thinking, well, this is just a press base button save, you know? Because it was, it just didn't, it, I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm just saying for my own personal viewership. Mm. And, um,. It's not well, I, I watched a um, a rebuild. I, I delved into FM YouTube recently. And watched a rebuild of um, Athletic Bilbao, <laughs> and like, I, one firstly, that's not really a club you need to rebuild because by its very definition, you can't really rebuild it because you can only no. like you can only recruit internally or on the off chance get people that are willing to come to you, but obviously not from the rivals anyway. So as a rebuild, <laughs> it's kind of like absolute mental. <laughs> but like, there was no. It was just kind of. Oh yeah, we're gonna do four two three one gig and press. Like legit, it was a four two three one gig and press with all the with all the instructions. And although like effect without, they're good enough that you can play any style. I'd imagine. Yeah. I would imagine that you could probably find the club's like kind of identity and kind of put it into the instructions. Well, that's what I mean. And, like... and build it, and it just felt very like absolutely vanilla in terms of gig and press four two three one. Um, and then it just basically simulated the rest of the seasons I watched before I turned off. And I was like, this is absolute garbage. Well, it's like um, you say about rebuild. Like, Athletic Bilbao have got a very unique style in their recruitment, but also in that 
they're not really a high gig impression side, are they? No. So you're not really keeping with the identity of the club there. Well, because so. they, they, they actually have some very old players, don't they? Because the players yeah. for them are there for life. Some, sometimes yeah. they, don't even, they don't even have like release clauses in their contracts, I don't think, now. They're just like kind of like, I'll be there until I... They just want to be a hero of their people. I <laughs> actually love it. And that Canter- is it is it Cantera policy, isn't it? Where yeah. you, so those players, at some point in your in your team, when you have them, as you're managing them, you might have like a 35 year old striker or mm. two really like laboured central midfielders. You're not going to be asking them to to press all the time. No. So I mean, and again, like you say, with that one, your identity is the club itself. So you're always adapting on based on what players you've got at the club. They, even though they probably train up through the system a certain style of play like you say they might get to a point where they've got a 35 year old striker they can't play exactly the style they will so they will adapt to work around that striker yeah And um, but they still keep their whole identity it's like um, what's it um, Trek is doing his um, New York only save and he's having to adapt season to season based on the players that he can get and he's starting in the bottom level yeah, but obviously, there's only going to be a limited amount of players from Yorkshire that he can get in, especially as he gets deeper in the save. So he's going to have to, at some point, he then has to implement the style through his youth, through his reserves into his first team, in which they then play all the way through. Because you'll get to a point where you can't just keep going around picking the best of them, because there's probably a small the pools get smaller and smaller, and. As his last video, I saw he was doing, he started getting promoted a bit, and he, the pool itself is getting smaller. And, and then the office start thinking about identity, where he's yeah. going to go from there, what what players he can bring through. I mean, like in that case, you can understand a bit more why you would invest more in the youth facilities, yeah, because it's a longer term safe. Whereas a lot of people um, probably got a limitation of. Say three to five year saves. You don't. You know, I'm seeing less and less long term saves these days. You can't. You can't do a lot. You, at some point, you've got to admit that you can't. Yeah. You know, in, three, in three, four years, in realistically, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the youth? You might, if you start yeah. doing it now, it takes two years to get up. You will never see any rewards from that. Yeah. So I, I mean, know, like you can, you can say it's youth development save. That's a classic, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to do a youth development mm-hmm. save. Get you get pissed off after the first season because it's not a golden intake and there's no good ones coming through. <laughs> It can take it can take like a generation, can't it, to do? Well, that's that's where I'm finding it. I'm tired too in the moment. So in Estonia, you have to have three players trained at the club in your starting eleven, and then you must have a total of six in the entire squad. Yeah. So three on the bench as well, if you haven't got any more. So when I've taken over them, they were in a mess. They had like two players that um have come through that were trained by the club. So I have to go. I have to lean gaps on the squad, and I have to go out and buy. Um, someone that could play. Luckily, I had a bit of money. Not massive, but enough for Estonia. And the the youth setup is terrible. So the last... I managed to find two youngsters in the current teams to come in and fill up some space, but they're crap. And now in the last two intakes, I've only signed three players. Two one year and one the next year. Because the other ones are dross and they're, they're never going to make it. But I need players now who are going to be good enough in the first team. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not really going to be there beyond five years, so I don't want to worry about this 15 year old with the one star potential, because and his attributes don't fit the style I want to play. I want to worry about the two or three players that are going to go straight into the first team squad 
fill the numbers and then try and make them into players that fit the style of play. Yeah. Um, William, sorry, you got any more to say there? So I was going to butt in. No, Brian, Brian. I was going to get, sorry, I was going to go back to what you said about Trek recently. You mentioned about the player pool like narrowing down, slimming down, which is, yeah. is fair enough. It's going to, it's going to, isn't it? Because he's going up the levels. Mm-hmm. I had a similar thing with Fibro with Estudiantes back in uh, FM18. Obviously, I punched up on my weight with a Fibro style. Got the, I do feel I got the best out of that side. Mm-hmm. And I won back-to-back copper libs, literally on like 2 million um, transfer fees kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where I was good enough to start keep keep challenging for like copper libs and, and, and be good in Argentina. But the youth coming through or some of the nutrients I'd saved were better than that kind of fibra style yeah so we eventually changed it to 433 we still had that core of fibra but we were able to be a bit more like kind of flexible in terms of some of the wide roles and i kind of pushed those wingers up to be ams basically on, on the on the wide side and i think it's exactly that like if you if you see your player pool narrowing down because of the fibra kind of correlates with kind of a very certain type of player but if you start getting naturally those kind of good players, you can you can adapt. There's nothing wrong to say, okay, I'm going to now, we've done Fibra, we're going to keep the core, but we're going to slightly kind of widen our reach yeah, and, and kind of get those trickier players. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention that because obviously you mentioned player pool and I think yeah. you know, Trek, Trek is, has got to do something because obviously the pool's getting down. You, would, you wouldn't just carry on and then reach your limit. You'd, you'd try to keep going upward, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that I think that was quite a good discussion, really. Um, just about how we bring it in and the differences and stuff that we see. Yeah, I um, enjoyed it. Obviously, we we hammered on fibra, but certainly you could your your style could be like I mentioned, like Gasparini. You could literally go for that kind of uh, back three system, or f- yeah, whatever you want to call it, five back, five at the back, three at the back, but have wing backs, and then your style becomes kind of the. The, the tricky centre back kind of centre backs that you wouldn't normally rate, yeah, as on their defensive attributes, but actually more about their the kind of attacking outputs and stuff. Whether you look at stats or whether you just look at the eye from the match engine kind of thing, um, and you go into there and you know from day one you might have one one centre back that can do that role. So you just kind of have like a ball playing defender that has a bit more risk in his in his passing range. Yeah, but then you could over time think, okay, we are going to have two wing backs going to. We will use wide centre backs, or we'll have one one ball player that's going to now be um, pushing up a bit more, kind of thing. And over time, you develop. So it's, it's that kind of like one, two, three, five year plan, kind of thing. No, I loved it, Dan. It was a good pod. Brilliant. Well, next <laughs> up, I think for you to have the chance to win a Friday follow. Oh, I don't. I don't think get the chance normally to win a Friday. Oh, I do. I? Uh, yeah. so thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. That's right. It's like make a wish. <laughs> So, I do. I do want a Friday follow. Uh, <laughs> says from the Grass and Gear account, or do I get yours as well? Uh, not from mine, mate. They, that's they need to do more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've um, I've made up a quiz, uh, eight questions. So I reckon if you get, should we say four, right? Half of them, you can have a half Friday. Marks, fo- Christ! You can have a um, Friday follow. I'll be worried if I don't get half marks. Well, you should. Is it hard? No, it's um because obviously you got your coffee house. FM website. Yep. So so I've gone through some people and I found some blog posts of theirs. Oh, God. So I'm going to say what their um, title of the blog post is and I want you to tell me who wrote it. Okay. Now, I mean, I should... <laughs> as a disclaimer, <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> but there are a lot of blog posts on that site. So, um, 
And some haven't been writing for a long time now. Like the likes of From Eleven One, Tim what? Edward, they've, they've gone into hiding. I think most of them are FM22, about two out of BFM21, I think. Because it was two, okay. the FM22 were too obvious who it was. Right, okay. <laughs> so, but you, you should know did at least four. Did you want to plug the um, the website? You, you can are, plug it now. Go, on, go for it, plug it. So that's www.coffeehousefm.com. dot com right then so question one of eight who released a post called building a foundation (laughs) very fitting with the pod (laughs) (laughs) oh my god build a foundation I mean again I should know this and this is FM22 yes building a foundation I mean, it sounds more like an Andre FM Renzi type post than a Ted Redwood TED Talk, doesn't it? Maybe. So, my my heart my heart is telling me Andre. So FM Renzi. That is incorrect. <laughs> it was FM Athlete. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, <laughs> FM Athlete, if you're listening. Right then, number two. Who really I would like to say actually, I do read these blog posts. I, I do read before. I retweet. Well, we'll see at the end how many you've ever me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two. Okay. Who released a post called Trust the Process? Trust the Process. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Andre again. I just say FRNC every, every time. All eight times. Trust the Process. So let, let's think about it. Samo never has a process. He literally, he literally, he should be listening to his podcast. To be honest, he's one of those people that would just sign the Wonder Kids with acceleration and pace. <laughs> so he doesn't have no process. FM athlete. Ah, oh, I mean, his process is going down rivers, isn't it? In his, in his blog post, so he hasn't got one. Ted's hardly been around. From, I mean, he's 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 quite t- t- tactical savvy. He, he would have a process, but I don't think it's him. It's not me. I hope it's not me, bloody hell. If it's me, that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, FM Easter, he's got a high hope in hell for a pro. It's got to be Andre. Is that Andre. your final answer? FM Renzi, yeah. That is incorrect. <laughs> it was FM Avenger. <laughs> oh, dear. See, we can edit this. We I can edit this. I thought it was being a bit easy on you, but. <laughs> I'm struggling. It's not a good start, is it? This one may, may be easier. Okay. Number three. Who released a post called A Deal with the Devil? A Deal with the Devil. I mean, that, that screams Creative FM for me. And the only one that does Creative FM other than me on that site is FM Midster, generally. Um, it sounds too far out for any of the other guys. The other guys are quite methodical. And just focus on FM and processes and whatever they do. So I'm going to say FM Eadster. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. So you've got one out yes. of three so far. Yes. One out of three. It's all right. We're on that, you know, three more to go and I get that Friday follow. <laughs> the next one is called Know Your Roots. Know your roots. 
Mm. That could be FM Adventure. That could be FM Athlete. It could be FM Rincey. Um, we are going to go. Know your roots. Let's go FM Adventure. Final answer? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> that is incorrect. It, it was, is it athlete? It was Ted Redwood with his sound fencing. <laughs> Crumbs. <laughs> so our numbers now. Last we are. Am, am I now need to get everyone right now, do I? Uh, um, you've got to get three out of the last four right. Okay. So, who released a post called The Beginning, The End? That is Ephemeenster. I think. The beginning, the end. Are you sure? Oh, that could be... Oh, do you know what? Yeah, let's go for Meadster. I think it is. That is incorrect. That was from 11-1. <laughs> so now you need to get all three right. This, this pod's not going to go out. This is going to be such a comeback, though, if I get this right now. <laughs> Surely I've got to get more right than this. Right then. Next one. Who released a post called... How to replace your best player. Oh, now, initially I thought FM Renzi, but didn't Samo sell Ward-Prowse to Man City in his save? And it was something about replacing a player. Um, yeah, so although I would have thought FM Renzi on the off, I'm going to go FM Samo. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Yes, okay. It's to come back on. Yeah. So it just 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 for listeners to see FM Summer did so Wall Prowse and I, th- I think I think he kind of used the money wisely. <laughs> I think he got like a few players from that from that money, so number seven. Yeah. Who released a post called When You Find That Player? When you find that player. Now that Again, similar to what we just had with Samo there, I'm thinking FM Rensi. I think this was about the centre midfielder attack role, maybe, or could be the halfback. Think about it, but it was kind of role orientated. So, so Andre is really good at, you know, he's really good at finding that player, isn't he? But what he finds that player, but he'll, he'll write about it and, and and explain very very nicely what what makes that player likeable to him which I find those posts really great so I'm going to say if I went see that is correct oh here we go it's down to the last one it's almost <laughs> like we scripted this <laughs> number eight who released a post called the big time the big time fuck the big time okay let's rule people out not me. I don't think that's ever Meadster. He's never big time. Um, the big time. It wouldn't be Samo because Samo goes for clubs that are already at the top of Premier League. <laughs> so he's, there's no big time for him. It, it screams to me someone's got promoted. Um, f- to me, anyway. I I'm not, not going to say from 11 1 gaming or Ted Redwood gaming. Who's left then? It's going to be either FM Adventure or FM Athlete. I don't think it's Andre. Oh, God, it comes down to these two, the FMAs. 
The big time. The big time, yeah? The big time. The big time. The big time. So who... So the only thing is, obviously, FM Athlete's got, like, always got journeyman's on the go, and he does get promoted, I think. FM Athlete... Sorry, FM Adventures started off as Mallorca, and I think they were probably... Did they get promoted any safe? I don't know. You tell me. It's your website. <laughs> <laughs> the big time. Bloody hell. The big time. Oh. They won't, they're not going to forgive me. But if it's Matt anyway, he doesn't listen to the pod. <laughs> so I'm going to say... Uh, I'm gonna actually going to say Matt. Matt, FM Adventure, the big time. He gets promoted to the Liga. That's, that's my reasoning. Right now... So this is your probably first chance to win the fight they follow? Oh, don't, I, I can tell by your tone. I've lost it, haven't I? And I can confirm that you will not be getting a fight they follow. Oh, Jesus. The answer is FM Grasshopper. Is it me? Yep. Oh, my God, that is so embarrassing. The big time. <laughs> Did I really do the big time? Yep. I'm going to go and check now because that sounds absolutely wanky. <laughs> um... Big time. Are you sure, Dan? Yeah. I'm looking now. The big time, the big time. Where are you? I I, I sat down and did it. You're on there. What uh, what what FM era? I've forgotten it, Danny. I sat down the other day and did it. Jesus Christ, I'm going through it. It's not FM22, and I don't... There it is. Uh, FM, oh, there it is. FM20. FM20. June... <laughs> Oh my god, it's my own blog post. So I think I'm just going to tweet out a post of that. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, see, it was a promotion. It was um, promoted to Liga um, MX in Mexico with uh, Dorados. <laughs> um, thanks, Dan. <laughs> but, like, I thought, well, well, it worked out quite perfectly that actually the last one to come down for you to win the final year Friday, the guest would have been yourself. Yeah. I should, I should have seen it coming, but I, I didn't think that was me, to be honest. Um, yeah, well played. Okay, I don't mean the front of follow. Um, <laughs> but if, um, yeah. for the listeners out there, go and read the Bitang and yes, all the other posts do. on the website. Yeah, so that's FM20. Obviously, I did that kind of three part, three cycles of editions of kind of following the same story. So that's when Hugo Ajeda was kind of a, I wouldn't say a good guy, but was kind of the protagonist of the story. Um, before things went a bit sour. Um, <laughs> so yeah, feel free to read that. I, I don't know, I don't know really, we don't really promote our saves, do we much? See, um, all my saves are on Coffee House, but you, I know someone someone said the other day they didn't realise they had to click on the icon of our homepage to get to the yeah um, the sub page, which, which blew my mind because I thought it's really obvious. You just, you just hover over the right yeah, click on you the go to their dedicated page. Um, but just on the off chance, if anyone's listening, goes on the website, it's not just a one page list of icons <laughs> if you do <laughs> if you do left click on one of those names you'll be taken to their their particular stories and there's, there's some really good stuff in there um, some of us aren't writing as much these days we are kind of old older guys generally um, and we're not really writing for hits per se um, we kind of write stuff that is kind of our own save journey or kind of something that we think could be insightful or kind of interesting to read. Obviously, I do take that to the extreme because I, I do some stuff there that isn't really FM. And I'm I'm always borderline whether one of the guys is going to pull me over and say, do you really want to put that on 
Coffee House FM because there's literally no full manager in that post, but they let me they let me do my thing. <laughs> well, I can't wait until, until they listen to this. I mean, they should actually know what any of their posts are called. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Let's hope they don't listen. Um, what did Sam- I get overall in? I got three out of the eight. Yeah, Sam would be happy you read his post. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's hard not to because Samo does like three a year, and they're all like kind of. I've sold I've sold a player for fifty million, and I've spent twenty million. Moneyball. Moneyball. <laughs> he, he's like one of the YouTubers I was all about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, should we talk about your saves? Because obviously this year you're not on a a blog; you're on a forum. Yeah, I'm just posting on the forum. Um, I did I did do um, my first save, which was in Greece, on the, my blog, but I um just got to the end of that one. And um, then went to Estonia. Um, yeah, won the title six years in a row. Left them for a team down the bottom of the league, and they've just um, about to finish. Put out my second season review for, with them. We finished second the first season. And spoiler review: we um, finished second again the second season, but a lot closer to the first. We won the title race. Yeah. Um, and I've talked about a bit about my recruitment. Um, a few people were messaging me saying they liked the latest post I did about my recruitment when I use. Um, Stats to identify my next striker, and um, I've just, just signed him to come in the winter. So, yeah. um, be interesting to see how he gets on again. Just as um, it could be shit like the ones I went on about where they um, the pressures and that, but it's just be interesting to see where they um, if he can replicate his stats, he got a weaker team into a better team. And um, I'm enjoying it. I've probably got about, about I can two, maybe three more seasons. Before I wrap it up, yeah, and then get ready for FN twenty three. Yeah, I've I've stopped a little bit earlier than usual. It just, it just it just feels that way naturally. I didn't want to force another season or two out. Mm. It just felt like my story come to the conclusion, and I felt that you know I've stopped in Brazil basically. I stopped before it started getting a bit not easy, but like I started winning things. I just thought you know I, I've kept I've kept the club in a, in the top league in Brazil on a limited budget. I'm happy with just to end the story there really. Um, so what I'm doing over the next few months, maybe the odd odd, odd blog post, to, or just to finish some ideas that I've always had to go and do a post. Yeah. Um, so just taking it easy, really, over the summer. Um, and then, yeah, FM23. Let's let's just wait and see what what comes out. I know a lot of people are going to play Formula One, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know much about Formula One. I might, you know, if it, if it does appeal to me, I might get that game. But if not, there's there's other things to do as well. Um, there's that there's that MMO outside, which is called uh, Real Life, which is quite good as well. No, I don't um, like that one. No, not completely yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should as well plug Latte Quarterly because there was a Latte at Quarterly out um, this week, so that's also on the Coffeehouse site. Yeah. It's just not an icon on that main page. It's a header, so you need to click on Light According Magazine. Um, <laughs> we had a little versus tournament, and that was quite fun to, to play versus mode again. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had eight eight different clubs coming together to play a tournament. Um, it's a bit of a different take on the on the normal kind of FM drafts kind of thing. It's kind of our own saves that we've kind of nurtured over time um, and blogged about. So. If anybody wants to read that, um, it's called La Copa Club World Cup. Uh, that's issue 11 of, of Latte Corley. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. How did you go? Well, um, so, obviously, I wasn't I wasn't a favourite or anything. And I wasn't, you know, this is... Although I kind of tried to pull the guys together to do this tournament, I didn't I didn't want to win it. <laughs> uh, so I came bottom. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did actually watch the um, final one stream, so that was... 
yeah. that was quite interesting. Um, yeah. It's definitely interesting to see the different st- tactical styles and yeah. how they differentiate between your um, competition and things like the streamer showdown and stuff. Yeah. Well, so some of the games were like, I know Stag, Stag did our write-up, which was really great. And, and he kind of meant, he made the point that it was kind of like a chess game. And it was, there were certain games where it was like, we all went in with our tactic. I said to the guys, draft draft your tactic and your hopes, aspirations, and where you think your strengths and weaknesses lie on one page of A4. That's your kind of, mm. you know, your, your CV of your tactical style, philosophy, whatever, and bring that with you. So we, we all went in with our tactic, but obviously there were times where we were, were kind of adjusting to the opposition. Yeah. Now, obviously it didn't go well for me, but, you know... Um, Andre kind of was tweaking as he went and beat me 2-0 and I was. Samuel, I didn't have a high high hope in hell to beat him really. Um, but the, the the match against Jose was the one I enjoyed the most obviously because it was I was down to 10 men in, in the first half and I brought it back to 2-2 and there was lots of lots of tweaking going on. There was lots of pausing, making tactical changes and I knew his tactic because it was kind of a, a very familiar one that I used before. Yeah. And he knew my tactic, obviously, by being in the streams. So it was really interesting to get that kind of... Well, it's like almost more like real life, isn't it? It's like a Mourinho going up against a Pep Guardiola. They both know their certain styles yeah. and trying to counter it. So I really loved that element to the effort versus mode. And I guess with drafting, although you do kind of get that over the space of a tournament, maybe, if you play each other again, it's very much... I don't think... I don't know, actually, but there's not really a tactical identity, is there, really? <laughs> They might do after this pod. Maybe that come back, come, come in with a philosophy. <laughs> that may be. <laughs> I've enjoyed it, mate. It's been I've great to it. you. I think you know, that about wraps it up there. A pod that was in Gear's hands. It wasn't as bad yeah. as you thought. It, no, I had my worries, but it, it's, it's turned out well. So, um, good job, Dan. Pleasure. Um, and we'll be back for our 60th next time around. Yeah, we've got a special occasion planned. Yeah. So. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you for our 60th. Yep. See you later. Bye. Bye.